Hello and welcome to another episode of CryptoCast. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Thibaut Fabiste and Celine Moon from French fintech law firm Yellow. Hi, it's great to have you on. Thanks. In terms of how the French regulator is dealing with blockchain and crypto firms, how, are, how is that happening now in France? And in particular, can you talk a bit about the licensing requirements as they apply to French firms? Yeah, what, what we can say about the regulator in France, first of all, there are two regulators in France. Uh, the first regulator is IMF, Autorité des Marchés Financiers, and the second regulator is ACPR, depending on the uh, French bank, Banque de France. And uh, the first IMF is uh, responsible for everything that relates to capital markets. And recently that involves also crypto assets, digital assets, regulation. And the second regulator, ACPR, Banque de France, is responsible for everything that relates mainly to payment and banking activities. So when it's about fintech, some, sometimes it will relate to the first regulator, sometimes to the second. And sometimes it's going to be regulated or supervised by both at the same time. That's the way, uh, that's the case, by the way, concerning crypto assets. When you need uh, what we call in France a registration for VASP, PSAN in French, but this VASP, you need uh, a regi the registration is granted by the IMF, but in consultation or after approval by the ACPR concerning the anti-money laundering procedures that the, the VASP is supposed to uh, uh, to implement. So there is there's a joint competence of, bo of both regulators. That's for the uh, how it works. Now concerning, I would say, uh, the mindset of of the regulators in France, it has changed. It has changed compared to what it was it used to be some years ago. Especially the IMF, which is. Uh, the first regulator dealing with crypto assets or digital assets, the mindset has changed tremendously. No, and many foreign regulate foreign operators coming in France will probably confirm it, especially if they had experience in the past with the French administration. There is a big change. France doesn't have the reputation, or the French administration doesn't have the reputation usually to be, let's say, very flexible. And uh, but in that case, it's different. We we can uh, see an evolution in the uh, behavior of the of the regulator, which is more open-minded and more willing to welcome foreigners. It's it's it's. In, in the first place, it's a it's a it's a political willingness actually in France to take a certain leadership in the blockchain slash digital asset space, and it 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 um, uh, was translated into um, guidelines given to the regulator, and now that's something that we can notice. So when you go to the IMF and you are VASP, whether you are foreign a foreigner or not, the, the dialogue with the regulator will be most of the time very positive. That's something that we can, we can indeed testify. That's mm -hmm. really interesting. Thank you. It's interesting how the, the French market is evolving and changing. 
Celine, are, are you seeing UK firms now beginning to enter into the French market more than they used to? Do you think post-Brexit that there's a move towards UK firms going into France? Before Brexit, we, we had some contact with uh, British companies, but for sure, I think that the Brexit has not helped things. So, um, as you know, the French authorities, the IMF and ACPR, want foreign companies to be registered in France and they have to present themselves to the authorities in advance. So I think France is very sensitive uh, about anti-money laundering issues. And some text came out in December about crypto money and blockchain. So we, we hope to see more British companies coming to France in the next few months. And uh, we hope that they will be compliant with uh, French expectation, but we have to wait. It's not very easy at this time. So maybe, maybe in the next month. That's interesting. And Tiba, if, if a French firm, if a UK firm does wish to work with French clients, is there anything in particular which the UK firm should be aware of when it does? Yeah, but I would say yes. I would say that's pretty, pretty much the same situation in many, not all, but many European countries, because now most, no, not most, majority of the European countries has transposed the uh, famous fifth AML directive that sets out the uh, that new regime for VASP. So it's pretty much the same in those countries that have transposed the directive, which is the case of France. France was among the first countries to transpose, if not the first country, to transpose uh, the, uh, the the fifth AML directive. So when you are VASP and uh, but Let's focus on VASP, but that would be the same reasoning for other fintech operations. But when you are VASP, so a crypto, a crypto asset provider, whether you are an exchange or a custodian, and you want to address the French market, if you address the French market in an active way, and that needs to be defined what is an active targeting or not, we can discuss it, but that's something which is typical in financial services. So when you actively market France, you need to be registered in France. No, surprisingly, the IMF decided some months ago to show some flexibility concerning that notion of establishment. You can be, according to the instructions or guidelines published by the IMF recently, you don't have necessarily to be established in France to be registered as a VASP addressing the French market. You can be established in another country of the European economic area. So if you are a UK firm, either actively marketing France, either you are already established in another European country of the European economic area, or you are not. If you are not, you need to establish somewhere in Europe. And that could be in France, of course. And then you can register. Now, if you don't want to establish in Europe or in France and register in France, you can always, and that's typical for any financial services, you can act passively and accept passively 
French customers. That's the so-called reverse solicitation mode. But as always with financial services, you need to be extremely cautious about this. And uh, interestingly enough, there is a very recent warning sent by the ESMA, the uh, European regulator, financial regulator, about reverse solicitation used by UK firms after Brexit. Uh, you can, you can um, visit the ESMA website, that's on the homepage. And, uh, and because the ESMA just actually warned that reverse solicitation must be used, manipulated with great caution. It, it regulators, national and European regulators, will be more and more attentive to the use of that exception uh, so that it's not something uh, that hides uh, a fake passive, passive acceptance, but actually in a way to still trying to address actively the market. So great caution is required when using reverse solicitation. If there is an actual willingness of the UK VASP to accept French customers using reverse solicitation, it must be very clear that, um, that the VASP uh, should be very um, uh, concerned about any uh, action that could be interpreted by the regulator in France as a willingness to actually target France. Example, if you have the, the simple fact to have uh, a page in French, in principle, is not enough if you refer to the jurisprudence of the European Court of Justice. But still, it's a factor, of course. If you, are, if you have a website in three languages and one of them is in French, it's going to be a factor. In principle, not enough, but still it will be used it will be taken into account as a factor. Other factors could be, for instance, a, a means of payment, which is a French means of payment, a, a payment processor in France, or a phone number, a phone number to um, a hotline that would be in French. So demonstrates a willingness to address the French, the French market. So those are factual assessments whether there is a willingness to address France. That's right. I think it will be particularly of interest to all those who you know, have traditionally tried to build around diversification. Of course, there's a interesting line between the active and passive distinction, which yeah. I think is always going to give people a headache because each European country is taking a slightly different approach. And I know, for example, in the UK, in theory, you can rely on it, but actually in practice, it, it becomes nearly impossible if you're going to build a business around it. So just out of curiosity, I, I mean, I'm aware there'll be lots of things going on in France, but what do you see as the future trends in terms of regulation and the market for fintech in France? So we think that France remains another attractive country for fintech. So we are waiting for many texts. Uh, I think from the European Union to facilitate things, even if we estimate that, I think 
that it will take another three or four years for everything to be in place. So there is no lack of innovations in France as everywhere in Europe, but the legal text must be adapted and this takes time. So um, we believe that the solution can come from the or one European regulation rather than purely national regulation. But we we have we also have to wait because it's it's at this time it's a little bit com confused, and uh, you know we we you have a, a local regulation in France it's also the same there is a few texts also in Germany uh, we have another regulation in Malta for example so we we are very proactive and we hope that we will have an uh, an uh, an European regulation as up and uh, but. Uh, I think it will be easier for fintech from everywhere to to be compliant and to develop uh, a new business model. But we have to wait. That sounds great. And it sounds very exciting, and and definitely there's going to be a hub of activity for fintech in Europe. Thank you for Celine and Thibault. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on, and really interesting. If anyone listening wants to contact either Thibault or Celine. Thibaut's email is v-e-r-b-i-e-s-t at y-e-l-l-a-w.com and Celine's email is m-o-i-l-l-e at y-e-l-l-a-w.com. Thank you very much for coming on. It's been absolutely fascinating. Thank you for listening to our latest podcast. Gunner Cook has a market-leading blockchain, crypto assets and DeFi team, providing legal advice across the whole of the blockchain ecosystem. Our members have been heavily involved in helping shape the legal and regulatory framework for blockchain and crypto assets from the start, meaning that we have an intuitive understanding of our clients' needs and can provide focused, pragmatic advice at predictable cost. For more information, please visit our website. Thank you again.